Welcome back to the Biblical Principles Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining us. Thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your life spiritually. And I realize that there's a lot of choices out there when it comes to scriptural podcasts, but I want to thank you personally for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast. We'll be dealing with a very simple topic. Unfortunately, it's a forgotten topic in the day and age we live in, but it is the topic or the biblical principle of repentance. It's a very important doctrine in the Bible. And like I said already, it's a forgotten doctrine. It's, uh, we live in a generation we live in a time where people can just one, two, three, repeat after me, say they're saved, and there's no change in their life. They can very simply just come down to an altar, follow a five-word prayer. The, pers- the, the man that's over the service will baptize them and tell them that they're on their way to heaven. But could I say to you today that without repentance, you will never step onto the sunny banks of deliverance. Without repentance, you will not see God. You will have nothing more than a religious formality without repentance in your life. And as we deal with the topic of repentance, I wanted to give you a good definition of it before we got started. And this is a good biblical definition of repentance. A change of mind resulting in a change of action. Repentance, a change of mind resulting in a change of action. Meaning very simply this, you were going one way, you repented, and you turned and you started going another way. Meaning this, You were following your own way. You were following the ways of the world. You realized your need to be saved. You asked Jesus to save you. And when you asked him to save you, you repented. You told Jesus, you said, I'm not going this way anymore. I'm following you. So you had a change of mind resulting in a change of action. Now, the word repentance is used over a hundred times in the Bible. So if you have a strong concordance, you can very simply just do a quick word study and you can, you can study for yourself the doctrine of repentance. It's, a, it's, not, a, it's not something that was done in a corner in the Bible. It's, it's throughout the entire Bible, that doctrine of repentance. Over a hundred times the word is used. So as we have our Bibles, let's open them up to the book of Luke, chapter number 13. The book of Luke, chapter number 13, and verse number 3. Very simply saying, Jesus said this, He said, I tell you nay, but except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. Meaning that you have to repent or you're going to perish. You have to have a change of mind resulting in a change of action or you you will perish. Uh, God is not into the bargaining business. You do not bargain with God. You do not cut a deal with God. You come to God on His terms, on His conditions, and you meet His criteria. Now, He did the hard part when He died on the cross, and He expects us to do our part, and that's to repent of the fact that we're a sinner and turn from sin to God. 2 Timothy chapter 2 in verse number 25. 2 Timothy chapter 2 in verse number 25. The Bible says, In meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. They're against themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. This is a very interesting verse, and, and we'll see this periodically as we go through these verses. But the Bible says right here in 2 Timothy chapter number 2, it says, if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, meaning this, when truth comes into your life or into my life, we acknowledge it and we repent. But we don't just repent whenever we want to. God gives us an opportunity to repent. See, God in His mercy and in His kindness and in His love and in His compassion cares an awful lot about us. 
But we just cannot constantly stiff arm God and expect when we get in the worst problem of our life for him to bail us out. He gives us an opportunity to repent. And when that opportunity arises, we need to take full advantage of it. The window of opportunity might not be open for a very long period of time. Romans chapter number 2 and verse number 4. The book of Romans chapter number 2 and verse number 4. Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Why does a man, woman, boy, or girl realize that they need to repent? Well, first off, they realize they're a sinner and they're separated from God. But then as they get to looking at their life, they get to saying, hey, God has been really good to me. He's given me health. He's given me a family. He's given me freedom. He's given me liberties. He's given me a good job. Every person under the sound of my voice has something they can be thankful for. And we know that everything, according to the book of James, every good gift and every perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness or shadow of turning. And so as we look at how good God has been in our lives, it'll draw us to a point of repentance. It leadeth thee to repentance. You get to looking and I get to looking and saying, man, God's been just good to me. And I want to give him something in return. And I want to give him my life and I want to live for him. Well, in order to do that, you've got to accept Christ in your heart and your life, but you've got to repent. You've got to have a change of mind resulting in a change of action. The book of Acts chapter number 11. In the book of Acts chapter number 11, verse number 18, the Bible says, When they heard these things, they held their peace and glorified God, saying that God also to the Gentiles granted repentance unto life. God grants repentance. God gives us an opportunity to repent. If we could ever come to a knowledge, to an understanding as just an overall people, that God would have been fully justified in leveling the playing field when Adam sinned and knocked this whole world out of existence. He had no, he had no moral obligation to save us other than the fact that he loved us and He gives us an opportunity to come back to Him. He gives us an opportunity to make things right with Him. He grants, according to the book of Acts chapter 11 and verse number 18, He grants repentance. He says, yes, I'll let them repent. I will give them an opportunity to make things right, to have a change of mind resulting in a change of action. And could I say here, just kind of dogleg off this point, that that change of mind that results in a change of action will produce the greatest life you could ever live. If, you'll, if you're here and you're under the sound of my voice and you're lost and you don't know God, you realize Jesus died on the cross for you. He shed his blood for you. If you'll repent, if you'll turn from sin to God, you will have the best life any man, woman, boy, or girl could ever have. 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 10 Book of 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse number 10. The Bible says, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Well, that's a very interesting verse. That appears to me like there would be two different types of repentance almost, but there's not. There's one type of repentance. This is the type of repentance that you need to have if you're going to be saved. 
for godly sorry, sorrow, for godly sorrow. You're sorry. You have sorrow toward God. Worketh repentance to salvation. What happens when you realize that you've transgressed against God? We realize we've fallen short. We get sorrow in our heart, realizing that, God, I'm sorry I messed up. I don't want to live this way, and I want to change. And you know what happened? You repent to salvation, not to be repented of. You don't have to do this two or three times. Just get saved once. But, that conjunction there, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. Now, about the best way that I can explain this, and I'm not going to get into a long, drawn-out debate here, but the sorrow of this world worketh death. That's a man, woman, boy, or girl who gets caught doing wrong, and they just say they're sorry, and they try to use God as a spare tire or a crutch. Could jailhouse religion work right here? Yes, it could work real well. Get in trouble. You need to be bailed out. So you pull out your spare tire, your Jesus spare tire, and you try to put it on, and it don't work. It says it works death, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. That will not produce eternal life. That will not produce any satisfaction. A pharisaical, hypocritical life will not do anything but bring you deeper into despair. If you're under the sound of my voice on this podcast, no matter where you're at, you need to realize that repentance is an opportunity you have that might not come five or six times over your life. It could be the only time it comes. Sorrow toward God and ask Him to forgive you and have a change of mind resulting in a change of action. You can receive the greatest gift ever given, and that's salvation. Matthew chapter 3 and verse number 8, the book of Matthew chapter 3 and verse number 8, the Bible says, bring forth therefore fruits, meat for repentance. Do you know what will happen if somebody gets saved? They'll produce fruit that shows that they repented. That's an interesting concept. So what will happen in your life and in my life if we get saved which I am saved, there will be fruit, there will be some spiritual fruit produced. Let me give you some good examples of spiritual fruit, just good general examples. You'll love going to church. You'll love reading your Bible. You'll love praying. You'll love telling other people about Jesus and how they need to repent. That's an example, that's a proof in your life that you've repented. You have fruits of repentance. You start doing things that you'd have never done before, before you got saved and repented. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number 13. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse number 13. He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. You need to forsake sin. That is repentance, a change of mind resulting in a change of action. I'm not going this way anymore. You know what the Bible says? You'll have mercy. God will have mercy upon you. Have mercy upon me, O God, a sinner. And do you know what? He'll have mercy every time because he's gracious. He's kind. He's long-suffering. He's compassionate. He loves you, and he granted repentance to you, and he wants you to take full advantage of it. Luke chapter 15 and verse number 21. I wanted to give you a good example of repentance. Luke chapter 15 
in verse number 21. Now, this boy, by way of context, you need to go back and read the scriptures later or after the podcast, but Luke chapter 15 tells a story of a of a boy who took all of his father's things and, and he wasted them and he spent them and then he came back completely broken. He didn't have anything but rags on his back. And this is what he said to his father when he got back. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight and am no more worthy to be called thy son. That to me is a great example of repentance. The broken, broken. He came back to his father. He said, Father, I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you and I'm not even worthy to be called your son. But if you read the story later, the father forgave him. Just like God will forgive us if we repent. He had a change of mind resulting in a change of action. Luke chapter 15 and verse number 7. This is a good verse. Luke 15 and verse number 7. You want to know what happens in heaven when somebody repents? I, tell, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine just persons which need no repentance. Heaven erupts in jubila- jubilation when you repent. There's an eruption in heaven. The angels start singing. The glory of God starts shining. Why? Because that's what He wants us to do. That's why He sent His Son to die on a cross. So we'd have a way out. But He wants for us to take full advantage of the way out. And in order to do that, we need to repent. But don't forget, it's not just lost people who don't know God that need to repent. But saved people need to repent too. If you're saved, you need to repent on a... Some of us need to repent on a yearly basis. Some of us need to repent on a monthly basis. Some of us need to repent on an hourly basis. Some of us need to repent more than that because we fall short a lot even though we're saved. We still go contrary to the things of God. And we have to ask Him to forgive us on a regular basis. We have to repent. Revelations chapter 3 and verse number 19, if you understand the context, you know He's talking to a church, so He's talking to saved people. As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. That's a good sign you're saved. You get rebuked by God and you get chastened. Things don't go right for you. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Saved by grace, through faith, plus nothing and minus nothing. But repentance is still an important fundamental or an important part of the Christian's life. Psalm chapter 34 and verse number 18. The Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart. God's close to those that's hearts broken. They're broken over sin. And save as such as be of a contrite spirit, that broken heart, that contrite spirit, God will save you. God will change you. If you'll come to Him in repentance with a change of mind resulting in a change of action. Thank you again for joining us today on the podcast. I really appreciate each and every one of you listening. If you have any questions, comments, or concern, you can submit those at biblicalprinciples at juno.com. That's all lowercase letters, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. If you have a question for the sharpening the sword portion of this podcast, where I'll try to answer your question with the Word of God in under two minutes, you can submit that at the same website or the email address, biblicalprinciples at juno.com. Thank you and have a wonderful day.